Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio on a Thursday morning. So earlier in the season, MSU Bears kind of gave us a little cause for concern. They answered some questions on the court last night. They did in some respects. They go on the road for the first time this year and win big. Knocked off Sam Houston State down in Huntsville, Texas, 77 to 55. And that's significant in a lot of respects, Mike, because the knock against the Bears in their one loss, a season opener to Southeast Missouri, scored 94 points, but Southeast scored 99. Where's the defense? Well, that defense is locked down here in the next two games. And to his credit, uh, Dana Ford said, hey, that was on me. It was a mistake that I made. Well, he apparently was uh, speaking from a knowledgeable standpoint because the Bears were able to shut down Alabama State on Saturday and last night shut down Sam Houston State, which has a history of being a very good basketball program, but they are 1-3 and three this year. And to lose at home, shooting only 32%, you're not, not going to win very much. No. Well, the Bears, the Bears are a very good offensive team. Anytime you have an Isaiah Mosley who had 21 last night and a Gage Prim who had 17, you're going to score a lot of points. And the Bears did pulled away. Uh, it, actually, it was a close beginning to the basketball game, but it wasn't close in, when they got into the latter stages of the first half. That's when the Bears began to put it away and win comfortably. That's a nice win for Missouri State. So what you're telling me is they actually were listening to you at the game uh, a couple weeks ago when you guys were screaming, play some D. <laughs> All right. Okay, Ned, we got it. We got it. We'll play some D. Well, I'm glad they listened, and that's good. Uh, they still got a long way to go and a lot more D to play. That is for sure. How about the Lady Bears? Not such good news. This was a most unusual basketball game. The Lady Bears are a good team. Please don't misunderstand. They're a very good team. They may not be. They're very big up front. A lot of size. They can play with a lot of the major powers with the size they have up front. One thing that they might be missing is outside shooting. Last night, playing down at the Gallagher-Iba Arena in Stillwater, Oklahoma, one of the historic arenas in all of college basketball, Lady Bears got off to a very big early lead against Oklahoma State. Led 27-15 to at halftime. Held Oklahoma State to 15 points at halftime. And the Lady Bears had 27. Then the pendulum swung the other way. The Lady Bears could not buy a basket in the second half. Third uh, women's basketball is played in quarters, not halves. Third quarter, the Lady Bears scored two points. Oh, that's rough. Oklahoma State, while not playing great basketball, well, <laughs> you opened the door for them, and back they came, tied the game, took the lead, and held on down the stretch to win it 44-40. to 40. 44 to 40. That's a throwback to the old days. It's like they playing hockey out there? It almost looks like <laughs> it, doesn't it? But the Lady Bears, when you take a look at their shooting percentage, when most of this occurred in the second half, shot 21% for the game. And folks, that is not that's not acceptable. You can't win shooting that. Oklahoma State was not lights out. They they shot under 30% for the game. Where in the world was the offense? Well, there wasn't very much of it. But the bottom line is that Oklahoma State got the win 44-40. Lady Bears' first loss of the year. That stings a little bit, but they won't lose very many because they're a much better team than that. Yeah, and that might come back to haunt them a little Never bit down the, Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't, but we will see. So, uh, as much as I hate to say it, <laughs> New England Patriots are really kind of selling me that they're the real deal. And tonight, 
Uh, they take on a team I think they should, you know, handle. But how many times have we looked at this, uh, looked at a game and said, oh, that's an, oh, that's going to be a blowout. And then, you know, the Jags beat the Bills or uh, uh, 49ers beat the Rams. I, I Take your pick. It's what happened so many times. What you are saying is it's the NFL where yep. anything can happen. And it is the Patriots and the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons got absolutely blown out on Sunday by the Dallas Cowboys. They Ran, Dallas ran Atlanta right out of the AT&T ballpark in Arlington, Texas, where Dallas plays. Ran them out, being 47-7 or something like that, some wild score. Well, tonight the Falcons are a big underdog. New England Patriots, Belichick's team, has been playing very well. And why? Because Mac Jones, their rookie quarterback, is getting the feel of the game. Now keep in mind, this guy's an All-America from Alabama. Not a big name with the Crimson Tide, mind you. He wasn't a Joe Namath or anybody, anything like that. He's a good, solid quarterback. And that's, that fits into the Patriots scheme of things. Tom Brady, a sixth-round draft choice from Michigan. And what's he do? <laughs> He's still playing. Come on. And winning Super Bowls. Well, that's the way this Mac Jones plays. He fits right into that scheme, plays disciplined football, has their team really playing well. Again, that's not to say Atlanta's going to get walloped tonight by the Patriots, not at all, but uh, the Patriots, watch out. They can be a very dangerous football team. They're going to be a very, very big-time contender in the AFC for sure. Mm -hmm. So I mentioned this earlier this week when we talked about it. Uh, Missouri State is uh, trying to go into the postseason as far as they can. they got to play tonight. It's going to be cold. (laughs) Yeah, but it's November, and it is soccer, and you expect soccer in the fall to be on the on the crisp side. Yeah, crisp. You know, That's a good way to describe year, it. And it isn't last year. It was earlier this year. The soccer season mimicked the football season, and they played in the spring because of COVID. So this soccer team, the Bears and all the others in the NCAA, are playing within a one-year period. This has never happened before. So, indeed, the NCAA tournament, the second one in 2021, starts tonight. And the Bears will play their first-round game here at home in the Betty and Bobby Allison Field, which is right in the heart of the Missouri State campus, right over by JQH Arena. And they're playing Creighton out of Omaha. Creighton's an old Missouri Valley Conference rival, but they're not in the Valley anymore. They're in the Big East Conference. And Creighton has been an at-large pick. They've had a good soccer program at Creighton in the past, but they're 8-7 and seven this year. The Bears are 17-1. and one. And ranked very high in the nation. Should they have had a first round bye? Maybe. It's arguable. But the bottom line is they didn't. And they're playing in the first round. The winner of this one goes to Tulsa on Sunday and plays the Tulsa Golden Hurricane this weekend down in that Oklahoma City. Tulsa is the only team to beat the Bears this year. Wouldn't that be a great retribution to go down there and kick their behinds? But we'll have to wait and see. you got to win the first one. Ned, I hope you're a predictor of the future. (laughs) Ned Stradamus. (laughs) No, don't pin me with that. (laughs) Oh, I think we just came up with a new nickname, Ned Stradamus. All right, Ned Stradamus, who won this year's Cy Young Award? There were two of them, of course, American League and National League. And... These are not the big names who you might have heard from in the past, but they're both really good pitchers. Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers is the winner in the National League. These guys don't have the glorious records that, oh, some of the others in the past may have had because of the way the game is played. But indeed, Corbin Burns, who finished with an 11-5 record for the Brewers and a very, very good year, 11-5 with a 2.43 earned run average. Burns has been around a couple of years now with the Brewers, really coming into his own. Kid out of St. Mary's in California, 
big right-hander he can throw. Pitched against the Cardinals in September and did get a win against the Cardinals. Corbin Burns wins in the National League. The American League pitcher is a kid named Robbie Ray from the Toronto Blue Jays, and Robbie Ray was 13-7 and this year. He's a kid from Texas who originally was with the Washington Nationals but got traded over to Toronto. He had, didn't play college baseball. He had committed, however, to play for the Razorbacks. And then when the big contract from Washington came along, I think I might just settle for some money. I don't want to take calculus. <laughs> That's dumb. I'll pay someone to do calculus for me. So they are the two winners, Corbin Burns of Milwaukee and Robbie Ray of the Toronto Blue Jays, the winners of the of pitching's most coveted prize, the Cy Young Awards. What's the average career for a pitcher in the league? Probably oh, 10, it, 15? Uh, it depends. It depends on if you're a reliever. Reliever is much longer. Yeah, yeah. But for a starting pitcher, well, we've had some who've gone 17, 18, yeah, 20 years. Yeah, that's true. Back in the old days. But I would say probably about 10 to 12. Yeah, because I'm close. Yeah, well, hopefully he uh, he can always go back to school in his mid-30s if it doesn't work out for him. I think he's doing just fine uh, after winning a Cy Young Award, though. Um, we mentioned uh, Missouri State basketball last hour. What's next for the Bears and Lady Bears? Well, the Bears uh, will come home from Texas and spend maybe a day or two at home and then head down. Oh, this is really tough to take. Going down to Naples, Florida for a three-game tournament that begins on Monday. And the Bears' first-round opponent in Naples will be Long Beach State, the Long Beach State 49ers, who just got through playing UCLA the other night and getting blown out by UCLA. But... That's no surprise. UCLA is number two in America and capable of walloping some teams. So the Bears probably practice here for a day and then head down to Florida, I would suspect, on Saturday, Friday or Saturday, sometime around there, and play in the three-game tournament. You don't know who the other two teams or the other two games will be because it's an elimination tournament. That's in Naples. The Lady Bears are licking their wounds after going ice cold in in Stillwater last night in Stillwater, Oklahoma, and losing to Oklahoma State 44-40. They are home for one day and head out to Los Angeles this weekend and play on Saturday afternoon against Southern Cal. Southern California Lady Trojans are very good. They're a very good basketball program. Over the years, they've been better than very good. They've been outstanding. They're still, they're in the same league with Stanford, the national champion. They can't beat Stanford, but nobody else can either. Stanford and Connecticut and uh, Tennessee and other other teams are all very good women's basketball teams. So are the Lady Bears. But they're going to have to be at their best, and they're going to have to shoot the ball a whole lot better than they did last night in Stillwater to stay on the court with Southern Cal. So we'll see what happens to really good, solid games, uh, solid travel games for uh, both teams, the Bears and Lady Bears. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how they come out. More tests for them. Last but not least, the Preston Road Trophy. A lot of people might not know this because the Chiefs and the Cowboys are in completely different conferences, but back in the day when the Chiefs were in Dallas, they did hate each other. And even to this day, Jerry Jones and the Hunt family like live next to each other, I guess, somewhere in where rich people that I'll never be on the same level will live. <laughs> um, but there is a trope. This is a trophy game going in on, on Sunday and a little bit of a rivalry that goes for a long it's time. It's more than a little bit, but it goes back almost 50 years. And it was the Cowboys who won the, the ultimate battle because the Texans, the Dallas Texans, moved to Kansas City. So the, the territorial rights were won by the, uh, by the Dallas Cowboys back then, and you knew that was going to happen. You just had a feeling. 
there were two other instances, actually one other instance, and in where that happened in back in the days between the NFL and the AFL. The other was Los Angeles, where you had the Los Angeles Rams and the Los Angeles Chargers. Well, they are still the Los Angeles Chargers, but not before they moved down to San Diego. Up and down the state <laughs> a few times. Um, but yeah, a lot on the line, and uh, Ned Talk's going to start at 1 on Sunday. So get ready. Hopefully we can get that trophy back at Arrowhead. Ned, you have a good Thursday. I'll see you tomorrow, sir.